How does your voice sound in your head? Good. Okay. Annoying. Shut up. Red, red, red. Get him stopped. Get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red Credentials Denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car Conversation and News. On this week's show, we talk Carson Macedo and Shelton Hottenshield. Are they a sleeper for the title? Breaking news, Toyota joins the Extreme Outlaw Midgets. And it's big money on the line coming up at Bristol. I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Nick Graziano, Chris Golak, and Mick. Welcome back to uh, Credentials Denied, another our second episode um, in me. Uh, well, Michael Warren already said who's in the room. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I already said who's in the but it's open red Credentials Denied. You, oh. you got to say the whole thing. Come well, on. Come on. You you know, know, that's why I have this printout of like the series names. I'm not all that good with names, Mike. That's fair. That's fair. No comment. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. We didn't have a whole lot of racing uh, under our umbrella this weekend, but we uh, we had some fun at Cotton Bowl. Uh, Nick, you want to break down the weekend a little bit, briefly? Uh, yeah, we had the greatest show on dirt this weekend, times two in Texas, <laughs> Texas two-step, Cotton Bowl Speedway. Uh, it was cool to go back there. Um, neat little track. Like I said, I think the last episode, I'd been there twice, but had never seen a race there, so it's nice to see it racing there just because of uh, rain and stuff before but i think we were still last year and then obviously this weekend uh fun weekend uh sheldon Hodenshield got the win the first night then Carson Macedo came back and won the second night um a couple pretty good shows a lot going on uh, a lot we'll be talking about later on in this episode too maybe before uh, i think we dive into everything uh if people are returning oh, thanks for returning if you listened to the first one or this is your first one but maybe introduce who we are they don't know um, well, I'll start. I'm I'm Mick, and I'm supposedly the host of this thing, but I'm mostly just the producer and the editor. But I'm I'm here to hold you guys together and, and keep things in line. Oh, who am I? Am I? You am can, I yeah, you can. Okay. <laughs> I'm Chris Dolak. Uh, I've been around here for a while. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything around uh, the old World of Outlaws World Racing Group and Dirt Car, from uh, uh, PR to graphics and marketing, and even ran the late model series for a little while. So, um, in my off time, I'm a scoutmaster. And uh, I'm coming off of a weekend as a go-kart crew chief that I don't know if I did a very good job, but uh, it was one heck of a weekend. Well, uh, a championship-winning uh, crew chief at Millbridge, yes. though, right? Yes, I am a, I am a uh, championship-winning crew chief at uh, Millbridge Speedway, 2016 track champion beginner box stock. He's <laughs> got that pretty well memorized. <laughs> that was a great year. You never year. forget your championship. No, no. Like, I don't think... I still I mean, live it about every day. <laughs> How did I do that? And why can't I do that again? <laughs> I mean, I have to stop myself from wearing my Mod Light Championship jacket every day. I don't want to brag too much. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I am Nick Graziano. I am the PR manager at World Racing Group. And you're um, looking really good in those glasses today. Yeah, I, I, I realize this, this is reason I'm old. You, you asked Mike if he could read what's on the screen. I was like, hmm. I can't read what's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so the glasses come out. <laughs> That's why I have to sit back far enough to see it. If I'm up close, there's no way. And then Mike, of course. Well, I am the PR coordinator for the World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Model Series. And, you know, cut my teeth in the big block ranks. I'm sure you've, those listening have heard me announcing. Moved up into the late models last year. Enjoying and having a lot of fun. And, well, I'm, I'm going to brag about a championship, too. I, I'm, I'm the one-time and only Airborne Speedway concession cart champion. We actually had a full league that year, and I won. <laughs> what? Wow. That's not, I'm not kidding. Did you get a jacket? No, I got a trophy. Oh, okay. Do you still have the trophy? Somewhere, yes. I Actually, I do. This needs to be in your cubicle for yeah. sure. So explain what was this race. 
It wasn't a race. We had like an eight. We had like an eight race series throughout the summer of 2017, where all of us got together. Basically, like the concession carts, you you race at like a mall or something like that, like a fun park type of deal. And I ended up having the most points at the end of the year. So this isn't like hot dog stands, concession carts. Yeah, really. That's exactly what it is. So you're just you're in a mall pushing hot dog carts around. No, no, not 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 like oh. that. Oh. No, like you're like you go to you know Frankie's. Down the road here in Huntersville slash Mooresville, those kind of cars. Yeah. Basically. Like an amusement park type. Yeah, there we yeah, go. There you go. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Impressive. Not really. <laughs> You're also the uh, 2021 Halloween WRG uh, costume contest winner. That is true. We'll talk about that more during Super Derby. That, I mean, that's really just your alter <laughs> ego. So that that wasn't fair that you won because that really is just you anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, man, well, why don't we talk Jeez, about racing? <laughs> Let's talk about racing. How about we get back to racing here? Moving on. All right. Uh, so this week's topics, uh, Carson Macedo and Sheldon, are they uh, sleepers for the title? Casey Kane, we're going to touch on that briefly um, there at Cotton Bowl. There's some breaking news about the extreme outlaw midgets and uh, some big paydays at Bristol for both series. Uh, but first, let's take a real quick break. Ever wonder what drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. All right, that brings us to our green flag portion. Um, Carson Macedo with with the win out there, Cotton Bowl. Has he got two on the year? No, he's just, just got one, just the right? one so far. And then Sheldon with his Sheldon second win two. of the year. So are they sleepers for the title? If you look at those top five in points, that's a stout field. Um, Nick, what are your takeaways on that? So initially the idea for that topic came up with, because I feel like Carson Macedo has been a sleeper since last year for for whatever reason i think you always talk about brad donnie gravel but like carson's really snuck into that picture of being in that group like just looking at his stats so this is from 2013 to 2020 this is before he joined rcr this is all the stats in that time period he had six wins 35 top fives 101 top tens 29 heat wins and three quick time awards now these are the stats for just 2021, first year with JJR. 11 wins, 41 top fives, 65 top tens, 31 heat wins, and five quick times. Definitely an improvement there. It's This combination of him and JJR are, are, has obviously worked and mm-hmm. is continuing to work. And I think he showed just with a uh, performance Saturday night, he's not afraid to get a little aggressive and do what he has to do to get those wins. And, I mean, that's... As long as you can stay do that consistently, that's what's going to put you in the title hunt. I think that's the the kind of the question mark. If you look at the points right now, you know our points leader David Gravel hasn't finished out of the top ten in all five starts. Uh, Donnie is right there with five top tens as well, um, and Carson's only got three. So the consistency needs to step it up there. I feel like a little bit for him to really be a contender, but the, the season's long, right? We're talking five races in. I, I just think it's too too early, yeah. and and I don't want to. You know, I don't want to take away from the accomplishments of either of these guys already, but you're getting to that real first. I mean, it's always a grind, as Johnny said. They don't have a week off now until October, essentially at this point. But now we're on that first West Coast swing of the year, yep. and you know, yeah, the wins are going to come for both Sheldon and Macedo. But can they keep that consistent run? Because while that's happening, look at the top five numbers: Gravel with four, Donnie's only got two, but he's gone to the back half of the top ten all, all the time. 
you know, Brad's got three. Those are the numbers you really got to keep an eye on as this season goes. If you talk to the guys, if you know the guys that have won the championship, I remember when Jason Myers won his first championship, then he came back and did it the second year in a row. He said once he won the first one, it was like the 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 light going off is like now I figured it out. I know how to do it. And there's you know you look at Brad and Donnie, and you know you talk about consistency. Those are probably two of the most consistent drivers over the last 15, 20 years, right? I mean they they don't fall out of races. They don't have DNFs, and that's and here you look, you know, you know. Two of the top three are, are are gravel and shots. They both are in five races. They've got five top or five top tens. So, um, you know, Sheldon's in there. He's he was out of the top ten once, but he's got two wins. So, that's the name of the game. Is to, you know, everybody wants to win. So at some point, a lot of these guys will they'll tell you up front that they're not going to worry about points till after Knoxville, right? They they win every race. The wins if you keep winning races, it takes care of itself. But at the same time, if you've got a second place car, accept that you've got a second place car sometimes. If you've got a fifth place car, try to get to third, but you don't need to try to, you know, sometimes trying to get to first with a fifth place car gets you to 15th. And and that's, those are the guys, the guys that have won these championships before, that's what they've kind of figured out. And they, they know that, you know, tonight is not my night. I, I, I'll, I'll take a third and, and move on to the next one as opposed to, Trying to, you know, records or checkers, right? Or checkers or records. So checkers or records, checkers yeah. or records, you know, and that that does not win championships, but it sells T-shirts. Speaking so. of that, like I, I feel like that's how Sheldon mostly has has raced. The way I've seen it over the past few years is checkers or records. He, it's just becoming more checkers and and more finishes. He does this thing when he's on the high line, he'll come off the corner and his he gets so sideways. Most every driver out there seems like would overreact and hit the wall and he just keeps driving through it. It's, it's wild to watch him do that. And it seems like more and more he's successful with that and, and he collects it up and he's able to keep going. I think that's almost a frustrating part with watching Sheldon. I feel like that's only when he's in winning contention is when he can rip that high line. When he can right. rip that high line, you're, everybody else is done. Yeah. He's going to go out and dominate every race he can. And yep. it, it happens, but when it gets to certain sometimes certain different situations um it that's where you see the consistency not always be there Mm -hmm. i think his experience now is uh picking up because you saw on on friday night really to get by elias and he had to go low Mm -hmm. he actually went low to get by elias and then then went back up where he's comfortable but um you know these guys there's a reason that people don't win championships in their first year or second year or third year i mean it took donnie you know what nine years almost 10 years to win his first championship you know so it takes laps it takes seat time as they all say to to get there and to learn all these different tracks and to to you know figure out where i need to be and and i and i can make this work here and i can't make that work there and um i you know you look at just obviously we're five races in to mike's point and uh you know like we were joking about it being overreaction monday but um (laughs) you know Sheldon with two wins early on and, and four top tens, that's that is a little bit of consistency yeah. that yeah. maybe he hasn't done this early in the season. To that point, there was obviously a lot a lot of talent with it, a little bit of luck too, but on yeah. that same night he almost gave it away too. True. One yes. time he threw it in there and was just 
pointing to the, towards the infield. Like, well, there, there we go again. Yeah. Luck collected it, and luckily had good enough uh, lead that nobody caught back up to him. But right. that's that's the little things that sometimes always bite him. It's just those little. He's so on the edge of just hopping over that line that if he touches it, then it just ruins the race. But so it's just mastering that. I think once he masters that, and like you said, just kind of be comfortable moving lines more than just ripping the top all the time. I think he's one of those guys that could rip off like 20 wins in a year. Right. In his defense, he did grow up watching his dad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but his dad never won a championship. Now, you mentioned a little bit of luck. I, w- I want to switch gears back to Macedo for a second. You know, you go back to that heat race where he barely beats Zierfoss for that last draw spot. Yeah. All of a sudden, he doesn't – He if Zierfoss gets that position, we're probably having a different conversation today. It's true. Because at the same time, one, with 10 laps to go, and again, I watched this on delay on Sunday and had no idea. I I knew who won the race, but I didn't know how. I'm like, with 10 laps to go, Carson Macedo was nowhere to be found. I was interesting to listen to him afterward. I mean, he like he said, he was just searching. Um, You know, he knew he had a good car, but he just didn't know where to put it. And then it it was was weird just watching those last few laps where all of a sudden it was like either everybody else slowed down or he just took off, right? And – he just figured out where to put that car in those last few laps. Again, it probably helps to not be in the lead at that point late in the race because you you're, don't know where to go with your, your car. If you're Hayford T, where do you put it? You don't know that um, that he's coming up behind you, and, and he's just watching. He's going to go to high if you go low. If you go if he goes low, you're going high. So You know, speaking, you know we're also moving out to the West Coast right now. We're, we're going to Thunderbolt two nights in a row next weekend, um, and then uh, Merced and Ocean. Is that right? Um, it's his neck of the woods, right? Like it, you got to well, think that he has a bit of an advantage going through the next few races too. He's certainly familiar. I think he won out there the weekend we were off between Volusia and uh, yeah, he, he won a race out there. Yep. So he's racing with the Tarletons. Um, that's right. Yeah. So, um, but he's obviously familiar with those tracks. But so is Brad and Brad. Yeah. You know, mostly. I mean, well, and the veterans have all been out there. They've a all lot. been out there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we haven't raced. You know, as a series, we haven't been able to race out there in the spring since 2019. 19, yeah, we haven't been to Thunderbolt since 2019. Yeah, yeah. so it's, um, you know, I was looking at, at past winners there, and, um, you know, again, names are consistent, guys that have good notes on some of those tracks. But, again, if you haven't raced there in a couple of years, um, I mean, maybe Carson, Brad, some of those guys that are more local out there that have a chance to, to run out there occasionally – might have a little better notebook than some others, but surprisingly, Brad has never won a World of Outlaw race there. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Donnie has three. I think three wins. Gravel has a couple wins there. Gravel's got yeah a few wins of late. Yeah, yeah, but Donnie, you you got a big sample. It's almost too big of a sample size with Donnie. Not to, not to take away from anything. You're looking from 1997 to now, yeah. essentially. Well, I mean, I, I, the Tulare races. I, I mean, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but. Uh, I mean, those races at Thunder Bowl are always kind of nail-biter, uh, exciting races. So, yeah. Um, we shall see. So that brings us to the Casey Kane topic. We had um, some questions on social media, so we'll address it the best way we can. Uh, he was he sat out the Saturday race, and they put Derek, Darren Pittman in the car. Is that, is that right? Yep. Yep. Darren's uh, Darren and Casey have a great relationship. Darren uh, won the 2013 championship got Casey Kane his first world of outlaws championship as a car owner so um yep. I mean those guys have been uh, friends for for quite a while and had a lot of success together uh Darren's now living down in Texas and uh yeah KKR 
said on their Twitter that Casey wasn't feeling uh, 100% still. Um, so it was really the best option to put someone else in the car for um, when he was first starting to feel that way uh, Friday night, I believe it was. And then uh, definitely all day Saturday. So not to make any situation worse. So, yeah, like you said, luckily, uh, Darren Pittman was there. Great relationship. Know those guys very well. Uh, was gracious to hop in the car. Cool to see him back in the nine car. Unfortunately, yeah. that's not the way you want to see him yeah. uh, back yeah. in the nine yeah. car. But uh, cool to see that happen. And uh, like as of now, there, uh, KKR, I don't believe, has put any updates out at the moment. So uh, we'll just uh, hope Casey's feeling better and see him out on the West Coast. So, on a more cheerful note, uh, which one do you guys want to talk about this uh, this cool new news with the Outlaw Midget Series, Extreme Outlaw Midget Series? Extreme Nick, Nick wrote the release. Well, then <laughs> I guess I? Nick oh, yeah. gets to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, breaking news. Uh, Toyota is joining our Extreme Outlaw Midget Series, which is pretty cool. Obviously, uh, Toyota has a very rich history in motorsports and the Midget Series in general. Um, you look at a lot of the top teams out there, they are all, they're all running Toyota Motors, I believe. I, I don't I don't know the stats. We, we need to like call up Brian Walker. Yeah, we need to do a walk How many Toyotas have won uh, the out. Chili Bowl in a, years in a row? But uh, like uh, Toyota is obviously one of the top, uh, I don't know if you want to call them, I guess you can call them manufacturers in the midget racing. So it's cool to see them uh, come on board with this new series. And uh, like we're doing, uh, we're kind of, it's, I don't. I guess I don't want to say development series. It's its own series, but there's a lot of development within that series. A lot of sure. young kids come in. Yep. I know we're gonna have a bunch of teenagers uh, racing with us full time on that tour. Uh, and Toyota's very huge. It has probably one of the biggest presence in helping develop young yes. drivers. Yeah, um, they've been doing it for years. It's a lot of. I believe Kyle Larson was even initially one of those drivers yep. coming up through midgets. So, Rico, I yeah. Mean, you, there are names that you know, and there are names that you you're going to yes, know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, probably more so that. Gannon and McIntosh, yeah. and a lot of guys with the uh, CB Industries will be racing with us. Um, so yeah, they've and obviously they're moving up into uh, the wing sprint cars. What of Outlaws? Uh, Aaron Reitzel's been running Toyota, so it's kind of um, a nice stepping stone, nice way to bring some of those young kids in, get the attention on uh, a new series, and help us grow that series in yep, such a, yeah. a cool way too. So it's a lot of really cool exciting things happening and um i hope i can get maybe uh, a discount on a new truck or something i wrote the release <laughs> yeah. hey don't uh, leave me out of that <laughs> yeah. well, i uh but, you know i worked for a few toyota teams in in nascar and their commitment to the sport and development just on the driver's side on the technological side i mean when toyota came into nascar everyone had to step their game up because they built you know they built that uh, TRD facility up there, I think, is near Salisbury. Yeah, it's it's really been interesting to watch and follow this since you know really at at the PRI show in December mm -hmm. is when all this came out that we were going to do this. So the non-wing series debuts at Volusia to incredible racing, a huge car count. Um, fans were pretty pretty excited about it, and uh, and now uh, the midgets kicked their deal off on. Uh, it uh, the Illini coming up the Illini yeah. weekend with the World of Outlaw Late Models World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Model Series. There you go. Um, so uh, it should be a, a great weekend. That's obviously a, a quarter, quarter mile kind of bull ring type, pretty good track for midgets. I would think. I'm not a midget racer myself. I think it'll be a fun. Yeah, I think fun it should be a pretty good sized track for them yeah. to showcase what they can do. And 
knowing what uh, Casey Schumann's doing with that series and and the non-wing series, I'd expect that to be quite a show. Both, um, you know, you're basically entertaining two types of fan bases. Yes, and I know we've talked about it before where they say, "Oh, you're a dirt racing fan." Well, you know, there's within dirt racing, there's fans of all sorts of different types of cars, and now you're talking about having fans for uh, that follow midgets, which in in the upper Midwest there, there's a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a that's where they're, you know, it's a it's a home market for them, so to speak. And then you have the the late models there as well. So it should be a great weekend. And even on Saturday night, you almost get three types of fans in there because Friday, I believe, is the uh, crate late models on hand. Right. But yeah. on Saturday, it's the modifieds. Yes. So it's almost yep. you you get a nice hodgepodge yeah, a on Saturday weekend. night. Yep. I mean, you know, I I expect a huge car count. You know, we're going to get a huge car count on the late model side. Yeah. But I expect the same to be on the midget side as well. You already got, I believe, twelve drivers that have said they're planning on running the twelve race tour full time. Wow, it's pretty impressive for a yeah. first year. So. It'll be really cool. I believe it pays uh, ten thousand for the championship at the end of the year. Uh, a lot of really cool tracks on that schedule. Some in uh, Oklahoma, I believe, will be going to Shane Stewart's track uh, down there in Oklahoma. Um, Port City, yeah. yeah, Port City. So a lot of really cool things to be happening with that series and. Uh, kind of be elevated even more now that we got Toyota on board. I mean, it's it's neat to be involved in it. We've we've heard it through the years. Too. Well, you've got the sprint cars and you've got the late models, but there's there's all these other types of yeah. of open-wheel racing, dirt racing that we really hadn't necessarily been involved in. Um, you looked at the dirt car side of things, and we had your, your late models and your your UMP modifieds, your, your big block, small block modifieds. But when it came to non-wing t- – sprints and it came to midgets we really didn't have a uh, much of a hand in that and and to now be involved in that is pretty exciting and it's certainly opened up um, some other opportunities for us so that brings us to uh bristol some a, a big payday there for everybody uh mike why don't you take this one well release came out next week or last week, rather. <laughs> Next week. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. the future. Inception. Foreshadowing. Inception. Um, the guy who wrote That's it. That's a dream within a dream. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> the guy who wrote it, who also happens to be Nick. Um, Man, threw out, busy. There's, there's a trend here. Four <laughs> between the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, and the World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Models, we have four 25K to win feature events yeah. at Bristol over two nights. 2000 to start, both, right? yeah, Yes, 2000 days. to start as well. Reach series. So the first question I got on Twitter immediately, if Donnie Schatz is invited on the late model side, will he try to go for the 50K sweep? Ooh. <laughs> you mean oh, really 100, 100K, 100K sweep? 100K sweep. I mean, has anybody invited him? I don't know. That's the that's step one. Well, I bet yeah. you he'll be there for the sprint cars. I just got a feeling. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I, th- I think there's a good chance of that. We should reiterate that it, it is an invitational. I've, I've seen some people on you know, in the comment section say, oh, they had low car counts last year. We had the car count that we invited. So there's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, you, you can, you can only put so many yes. cars and haulers in the infield yes. there. And um, the alternative know. that is to park outside and, and do a, a conveyor belt of cars in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our program, feasible. that just doesn't that, work. That, that doesn't work. Really well. No. So it is by invitation. It's a lot of money. Do you think we're going to see like, um, who else? Who else coming on late model side, Mike? Got any insider info there? I do not have any insider info hmm. that I can tell you. I bet the full time guys here? will be there. Uh, that that <laughs> I can tell you guys, but, but that's not really insider names? info. Bobby Pierce? I don't think so. 
Yeah. I don't think so because he was. I, I I believe he's one of the drivers that may have declined one last year. Mm-hmm. But I think there there. I think you'll see some big names, but it, it depends. I do not have the cards of the invitation. Well, I don't want to put the pressure on him yet, but so Josh Richards won last year there. Yep, he did. Now he's in a new car, new setup, and uh, uh, I know he's. He's not. He said, "Hey, we're building something here. We got. We're not going to be coming out of the box. You know, obviously, there's a lot to do to get that car up and running with him and Boom. But um, hey, he won one of those races last year. He must yep. kind of have some good notes. That'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool, definitely. You know, two different teams, two different years of win at Bristol. I mean, you got guys. It's gonna. It, it's gonna be a great event going forward. But the re- the real question, you know, you know, we had two different winners on the late model side." So I think there's shows there there can definitely be and there's been a lot of parody in late model racing mm-hmm. across the board. But on the sprint side, it's been the gravel show. Yeah. Does that change this year? I think we'll see two different winners. Yeah. I, I I just you know, just looking at the racing we've had so far. So, you know, Sheldon has two wins, but um I, watching this past weekend, uh there were a lot of guys in the mix. At yeah. various points of the night. Like everybody, you look at the top, I don't know, top 12, 13, 14, 15 guys, at some point they were all in the mix at some point in in the night that everybody like had a shot. There, there were incidents that happened. Like Jacob Allen was really quick mm. and just had really bad luck in a, in a couple instances. I think it was Saturday night's features. Let's look at the, the top four starting. I think it was Sam Hayfertief, Corey Eliason, Jacob Allen, Craig Kinzer. Yeah. Like some names you don't usually always hear out there, but I think you're going to see in the mix every now and then more. Mm-hmm. Craig's, yeah, right. been, Craig's been pretty fast so yeah, far this year. And, and who knows what would have happened if Jacob and Craig don't get together off yeah, there too exactly. on the first lap. I, I was, <laughs> I texted <laughs> this at some point. I, I saw Jacob come off the track and he was going right to the big screen. I'm like, <laughs> no! <laughs> Not the big screen. But yeah, no, it, uh, it that was one of the things that struck me about the weekend was uh, just seeing the the mix of cars that were up there, different guys, which was it's neat to see. But it it you know that you go back to your parody and your your consistency at the end of the night. Who are those guys that lock those top spots in? That those are the guys that be here. Oh, and I, I championship think, contenders. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot like last year. You know, it could be a twenty five thousand dollar qualifying session. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sure. and I mean that in is it's going to be huge. Like you need to get into a spot where you're going to be in the right spot for a reason. Feel though we like we don't do this. You know, obviously we do this at World Finals where we have the the two plus the big box, but w- really only one other time when we came back out of the when we had the first crowd back yeah, out Cedar of Lake. COVID at Cedar Lake. That was mm-hmm. really the only other time where we've had these two series together, and so it is unique. Yeah, and to see the best of the best together. Um, you know, it's it is a it is a really good show. These these are the top tier of the sprint cars and late models, all in yep. well, all in a little bowl together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm I pointed. I was I made a note, half joking, but you know, there was the I was watching a couple of the videos. So our you know our guys are doing a really good job with content and all mm-hmm. the video and everything that's coming out. And I'm sure hopefully the fans are paying attention to that stuff. But it struck me that. Uh, you know, I saw in back to back to back shots. There was uh, the funnel cake getting dusted. There was pyro. Um, you had all this stuff going on, and and you had great racing too. Yep. And I, it, I said, it's kind of funny, you know, the the, the t shirt cannon, the all this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't matter what you're interested in. It is a great night. It is yeah. a it is a fun night. And it's you know compared to other things nowadays, it's an expensive inexpensive night. Yeah, to, it's a pretty reasonable family night yeah. out. Um, Bristol's up there in pricing, but yeah, the the whole experience taking your family out to the race and, and the the concessions and the entertainment, everything that's going on, it's it's like taking your family to to a circus or a fair or something like that. And I can tell you, I know you got to go twice last year, but for Bristol, for me, that Friday night race under the lights, just an awesome setting. Like Bristol, yeah. and I got to, I can tell you, and I'm not just saying this because of who signs my paychecks, I promise. I went to the night race at Bristol last year also, and then I obviously was at the late model race, two late model races. Just Bristol on dirt, the four wide coming down the front stretch, unbelievable. Yeah, You don't get that on the NASCAR side. It's a very, very special setting. So, you are, And you almost got locked in. Like, you almost lived in I up did get locked in the infield <laughs> last year. You know, I was the last one. I was finishing up my story. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I'm locked in the, in the infield. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't go over. I mean, there's well, plenty we'll of next year. <laughs> All right, here's a tangent. Here's a tangent. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm it's going okay. off script. No, I'm going off script. Have you been locked in somewhere into a track? Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I got locked yet. in at Cedar Lake. Really? I got locked in at Cedar Lake. You got locked in at Bristol. <laughs> no, no, that's I funny. I almost because had to jump off a railing to get down, to get out. Well, I'm sure you got a hold of a lot of people when you were locked in at Cedar Lake, too. Well, that. First of all, we cell phones. When, when I was doing it, there weren't that many cell phones out there. It doesn't matter. It's Cedar Lake. But yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> but it was uh, it was a lot of pounding. A lot of uh, there was a upper level deck. So we were wrapping up the press release at the end of the night, and and uh, uh, and yes, we got locked. The, the door locked from the outside somehow into the into whatever building that was, and uh, was laughing so. You're the Nick's the only one in here. Well, I'm sure. Have you been locked in? No, no I get out of the track as soon as I possibly can. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways, it, there are times it tends that uh, PR guys seem to be the last ones out a yeah, lot of occasions. Sure. Uh, that's definitely for sure. I've had the lights turned off on me quite a <laughs> yes. few times. Yeah. I almost <laughs> fell down the steps at Grandview coming out of the press box once. If you you've you've been to Grandview, no, they've got a little bit of a. Well, this is probably different now, but it was a little bit of a rickety staircase coming down yeah. out of the back and and. It was a late Tuesday night, and everybody wanted to go home, and I was still up there working. I walked out the back door and was like, whoa. It's completely dark. Yeah, we almost went down pretty hard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's always good times. Uh, there are many times that I knew it was time to get out of the uh, command center because I'd be sitting there typing, and all of a sudden I feel the thing start jerking. I hear it starts moving. I'm looking out the door. I see grass moving by. I'm like, oh, maybe it's time to go. I'm time to leave. <laughs> That's a subtle hint. Get out. <laughs> we got a six-hour drive tonight. Yeah. Not waiting for you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at, at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. All right, so this weekend we have uh, both of our main series, the World of Outlaw series, are, are competing. Um, in the Rev, we're going to be down there in Louisiana. We're also going to be out in California. Mike, why don't we start it off with uh, the Rev? For the first time since 2007, the most powerful late models on the planet return to the state of Louisiana. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Definitely, it's one. Unfortunately, obviously, you know, we didn't get a chance to go last year. Yeah. Excited to go to the, go this year, but I, it, it's kind of bittersweet at the same time. Like, of course, I don't know if anybody's heard, but the uh, news came out Friday. This will be the last race on the dirt at the ref. Yep. 
It seems oh. the guy uses the facility also for entertainment, I think, like music yeah. festivals, things like that, and, and he's just choosing to go a different direction. Um, you know, it's too bad because it put on a hell of a sprint car show last year, and I, I really think that the lay models are going to be really this good. This is going to be a huge, huge show this weekend. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. big. It'll be really cool because we'll have a lot of people from uh, Case uh, Construction Equipment cool. there, too. Um, so it'll be cool to show them what they're putting their money into. We got the, some the nicely trucks. fresh wrapped trucks that look pretty sweet. They're, yeah, they're, um, sweet. they're still being wrapped as we talk. It <laughs> <laughs> has been my has been a high stress factor here getting everything fixed up and, and getting it uh, looking sharp so that we can get them on the road there this week to get out to uh, to, to get to the rev. But yeah, like you said, it's it'll be it's pretty bittersweet because. I know a lot of people were excited to get back to the sprint car race, which unfortunately that was rained out. So I'm sure they're hoping to get there next year, but I guess that's not going to happen now. Yeah, it's too bad. But um, looking forward to it. I lived in New Orleans for a little while. I know Monroe's a hike from from uh, New Orleans, but cool to see a race down in, in Louisiana. And we, of course, Kate Dillard, a driver from Louisiana. Before before we get to Kate, I, I did get to talk to one of the uh, co-promoters of the track, country music star Dylan Scott. He's excited about. It. He can't make it to this event because. Of course, in all places that he's going to be Thursday performing gets in Charlotte as we go to the Rev. <laughs> just a heck of a coincidence. I mean, does he need a stand-in? I could go do a show for him. I'm a pretty good singer. I'm not even going to comment. I almost that. left Mike Warren speechless. That doesn't happen. <laughs> well, he's got his number now, so we can call him up and ask. Oh, good point. That's true, good but point. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bother the Am guy, I a, but... a solid body double for him? No. Oh, well. <laughs> but Just straight no. <laughs> but, no, you know, the thing I liked about talking to Dylan, we didn't talk anything about country music, of course, but, you know, he seems like a stand-up guy, and he, he puts everything into this. That's the approach he takes. And... That's what he's done with this track and what he's been trying to build there, and, uh, I mean, it's just promoting races, owning tracks. These guys are putting everything they have into yep. it. It is a hard, hard business uh, to do. Uh, not that there's a lot of easy businesses these days, but no. promoting racetracks, I don't care if it's a dirt track, pavement it's track. A pretty, it's a pretty tough job. It's, you got it a lot is of a tough to, business. you got to make a lot of people happy, yeah. especially if you're in the situation where you're a promoter and you're not the owner. So you got to make your owner happy, the series happy, the driver's happy, the fans happy. Uh, do we know is he gonna try another venture? Is he is he done with their car racing? You think he'll move on and do something new? Well, the one thing in the video he posted on the Revs Facebook page was you know he he was kind of stepping out of it a little bit too because since he had the idea to take over his country music career kind of skyrocketed mm -hmm. in ways he never really expected. So you know it's hard to take it's hard to have that time when you got to be in recording you know and he he realizes he probably can't do it all. Yeah and. You know, so he's when touring is such a big part of music now. Like you don't make money off record sales as much anymore, so you got to stay on the road. Right. I run into that with my go kart crew chiefing stuff. It's very <laughs> difficult. The touring part has been very challenging this spring. How many times you been to Florida already this year? Uh, three, three, three times. Yes. Well, you get yourself a big touring bus then. Sound like my driver. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you it now. Sound like the, my driver. The Dolak Express. Ooh. And then, of course, we're going to be out in Tulare, uh, California, for Thunderbolt. We haven't been there since 2019. That's the last time. Last 2019. Time. What are we? Uh, what are we looking forward to there? Uh, good racing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California Sun. Two two nights. I think the last time we went there, we only got one night there. So this will yeah. be a doubleheader weekend at Thunderbolt. Um, so be fun just to get back to California again during the springtime. That's the first time 2019 we've done that. Also, we got back there in the fall last year. But here's uh, we're back in the spring, so that'll be fun. There was a stretch there for a while where it seemed like every finish at 
at Teleria Thunderbolt was a wheel to wheel close finish. Yeah, it it was it was uncanny. I remember Sammy got some way, you know, Steve, but it was like they were neck and neck at the finish, uh, and it seemed like it was uh, every time we went there. It's like however that happened, however that worked. It's just there was usually two or three guys, and they were right there at the end, um, right with each other. How big is that track? Third mile. It's a third mile. Kind of fits right into that Sheldon Hodenshield, the uh, Christmasito yeah. expertise territory. So it'll be fun. Is Rico going to be running with us a little bit out there? I believe so. Yeah. Cool. cool. He's got a couple wins. I think Rico's won two of our races out there. Yeah. 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 So I expect him to be pretty good there too. All right. Before we do picks, we we, we have to figure out here though, like how this is going to work and who's leading, because because there there is something in question. Chris technically got both right, but had him on the wrong, wrong night last week. Yeah, so do we give him points. Well, here? we didn't. We didn't. Uh, we weren't picking nights ourselves. So that's uh, we were just picking two drivers. I don't think we spelled it out well enough. I don't. Yeah, I'll give the him the two other, points. I'm fine. As with the that. only other person with a point, I didn't know we were doing points. Skunked. Well, we got to keep <laughs> track and see who wins. Got to keep track. I was doing checkers or records. If we're doing points, and geez, I got to plan this out. <laughs> we got to see. Who, we got to see who gets the golden cheeseburger at the end of the year. Ooh, is it edible? Well. Whoever wins will take out for cheeseburgers. Well, I was just going to say, if you got a golden cheeseburger, you'd be a little disappointed you couldn't eat it. I'm going to say something uh-huh. controversial. Uh, In-N-Out was overrated. Ooh. I don't necessarily. You're saying that as we're going to California. I don't that necessarily is, disagree with that. I'm a West Coast yeah. guy. <laughs> I think it's it's location. Well, lemonade is great. Man, Everything else isn't. There's some locations you go to that it's banging. There's places that you go to that it's just like sloppy McDonald's. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's not a hill I'll die on. I'm trying to th- – we went to one – because we were flying out of Sacramento on like a uh, like a six a.m. flight or something, so of course we didn't. You know, you don't sleep; you just go straight. Yeah. But we wrote the we did all our post race stuff sitting in a in an in and out, and at three in the morning, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you're probably the only people in there. Yeah, we were, but uh, you're right. I mean, I I'm I'm. It's not the world's greatest burger. No. They're too happy there. That's something's you can't be that happy. <laughs> Something's right. wrong. Drinking the Kool-Aid. As much as I love cheeseburgers, let's get back to the racing action here. Okay, so last week, uh, let's see, Chris, you got both of them right. Are we gonna we're gonna give them points for yeah the drivers? Okay, I'm I'm good with that. I say we say how many drivers there are for features for the weekend, and and if we get names right. So so Chris got two with with uh, Macedo and Hod and Shield. Uh I I chose Hod and Gravel, so I got one point. Then. You losers only got nothing. Nothing. So nothing. I'm a late model guy. <laughs> um, we got four races to pick this week, so two drivers from each series. Um, Mike, let's start with you. All right. Well, we'll we'll I'll get the sprint car one out of the way. I'm gonna go with Macedo, and I think Brad gets his first win. I'm gonna take the California boys in this one. That's me. Me next. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am also gonna go Macedo, uh, but I'm gonna try and pick David Gravel again. So if you screw me this time, I'm not picking you again. It's you, Chris. Well, wait, oh, wait, no, it should, be, it should be me. Should be We're going shit. in this order. You're right. You can pick them. All right, all right, all right. That I'm, way then you'll you'll I'm, know who the real one when I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Back it down, crew chief of the year. Um, I'm going Donnie Shots, Brad Sweet. It's not bad. I've got uh, I've got David and I've got McFadden. Ooh, Ooh McFadden's a good one. Yeah. Uh, James in the James looked good. He's in that Roth car and winning at Tulare. That'd be big for any for Roth them. driver. Yeah. Is That'd be cool. Huge. I think if he didn't get that flat Friday night, I think he might have been the winner. Yeah, he's. he's I think, right it, there. or at least, a pretty one good hell of a show between him and Sheldon. Yes. Yep. 
All right, late All right. models. We're going to the Rev. Well, I'm going to pick two drivers this weekend. I I'm, I'm I, I want to say Dennis Herb and Chris Madden are both coming in on a hot streak. They won again this past weekend, but I'm not going to pick either of them. I'm going to start off with Jonathan Davenport winning one of the two nights, and the other night I don't think it's going to take till May 7th before the champ gets one because out of 14 races at 3.8 miles tracks last year, he won five of them, counting the 25-lap race at Cherokee. Uh, this is Shepard's playground on a three-eighths track, and I think you're going to see him grab one number one this weekend. I'm going to go with the guy who's actually won there already. I'm going to say killed Kate, yeah, killed Dillard. Cade Dillard uh, <laughs> picks up one of the nights, and I will also go with Brandon Shepard. You say one of the only super late model driver to win there. They've only had two super late model races. He's won both. Well, he's won. No, yeah, I know. He's I'm one just, of I'm, I'm one just, of himself. I'm just throwing. The he's one driver out. who's won there. Yes. Um, anybody out of the ordinary showing up? Bobby Pierce will be there. I'll take a Bobby Pierce then, and I will also take a uh, Dennis Herb. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like it. You picked Dennis Herb every week last year too. So I love Dennis Herb. I love the story. I love his driving style. He's a cool guy. This is tough. It is tough. This is this is tough because late models yeah. late models are tough. <laughs> they are tough. tough to pick. Um, I'm I'm going with a. Uh, Brandon Shepard sweep. I don't think yeah. you're crazy. I also want to point out Shepard does have more win- weight model wins than any other driver in late model racing going into this weekend. Yeah, I'm, Overton's I'm, getting close, but I'm I'm going to go with the Brandon Shepard sweep. I think uh, you know there's going to be there's the field is going to be really really good, obviously, and um, I don't think it'll be easy, but um, somehow I think you know those guys usually tend to find themselves up front. I was just thinking back to you know, the tracks are obviously way different, but I was thinking back to the Davenport weekends and things like that. And I just, I think, I think Brandon early in the season here, he's going to have a good one here. Yeah. I know Bloomquist for a long time was this guy. Do we know who the guy is now who has the winningest record at first races at a track? That's sort of an obscure stat. I'm just, I was just curious. That's a good question. I'll have to do a little bit of research. I feel like, I feel like it lately it's been Brandon. Yeah, that's what, what I was wondering. Especially, I mean, Bloomquist is sort of active. I just, I feel like that's a Brandon Shepard stat but, right now. But, but I think there's like, in like so many of the air, like different time frames, I feel like at the beginning since '04, it was kind of a crapshoot no matter where we went. But then right. it turned into Josh, and now it's Brandon. All right, Dirt Vision schedule. Anybody else got any, anything else we want to talk about? Um, no, I'll save it for my therapist. Cool. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that shit. That's just, that's, just what you, that's just what you want to hear your boss say before you send him an article later in the day. Well, at least day. it's only Monday. I'm joking. When are your therapists you go Tuesday afternoons? Um, sure. <laughs> I go Friday night. I, got I go Friday night. It's called the bar. <laughs> Actually, yeah, then Tuesday evenings. <laughs> Touche. All right, so Dervision schedule this uh, week. Uh, when you're hearing this, you'll still have a, a Millbridge race to catch. Wednesday, they'll be starting there out there at 5 o'clock. Uh, of course, both World of Outlaws, late models, and sprint cars are on the road this weekend with the Rev for the late model series and Thunderbolt for uh, the NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series both nights. Uh, we also have Perth Saturday at 2 a.m. So that's, I guess, Friday night, whatever you want to call that. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. We have uh, Perth Motorplex from Down Under. And then on Sunday, Williams Grove, we kick off our weekly stuff with uh, Williams Grove starting their season down there. Is this their season opener? I would assume it is. 
So this their yeah. season opener uh, weekly race in there Sunday, 4 p.m. You can catch it live on Dirt Vision. Uh, again, thanks for listening to Open Red, Credentials Denied. If you Once again, if you are listening to this on the Stick Signals channel, make sure that you switch over and subscribe on Open Red because we're going to pull the plug on that here shortly. Um, for everybody here in the studio, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.